Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. Hello everyone following us on Leadership Podcast. You're welcome to another edition of Money Radio. Today is Thursday and we are discussing tourism. A particular aspect of tourism is what we would like to dwell on today. And that is how Nigerians in the diaspora can encourage tourism into Nigeria. Today I have with me in the studio, well, I'm the host, Case Hammond. I have with me in the studio, Jeremy Emerson. And uh, we have a guest also, an expert in the field of tourism. His name is Mark Moore. Mark Moore is the Chief Executive Officer of Motley Travels and Tourism. Uh, Motley t- Travel and Tours. Uh, Mr. Mark uh, Moore, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Nice to be yeah, here. It's, it's these names inspired tourism. In fact, they are tourist names. Mark Moore. <laughs> 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 in fact, the name reminds me, reminds me of this um, American psychologist, um, Ralph Waldo Emerson, a great man. So, you're welcome, viewers. Uh, we go straight to the point. Mr. Moore, we'd like to start with you. You are our special guest. So, the government is doing its part. Individuals are doing their part within Nigeria. And abroad, we would like to get the attention of uh, Nigerians in the diaspora to encourage tourism into Nigeria. Um, a recent year, around 19, uh, 2019, um, Nigeria, as big as Nigeria is and as uh, a potential tourist destination as Nigeria is, we had just 1.2 million international tourists coming into the country. That is quite small considering the fact that the likes of uh, uh, Kenya, the likes of um, uh, Mauritius, Seychelles, Cape Verde, in fact, much of their GDP depends on tourism. In fact, Namibia, yes, all those countries depend on tourism, but Nigeria, as much as uh, Nigeria has uh, that much potential, just 1.2 million, that is small. Considering tourism's contribu- contribution to the world GDP, we are getting very little of uh, that chunk of uh, what exists in that uh, sector, the global sector of tourism. And uh, we'd like to see that uh, amount grow, really. So, Mr. Moore, what can Nigerians out there do to promote tourism into Nigeria? All right. Thank you. Thank you for 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 the question. It's uh, great being being with you discussing this uh, topic. You, you see, it, it really, in my opinion, um, it really doesn't start with the Nigerians in diaspora. I think it really does does start with Nigerians in Nigeria, because um, the people out there perhaps they've been out for quite a while, and uh, it will require people people who are within you know, to be able to say, these are the things we have. These are the potentials we have. If you come home, I mean, these are the things you can see. So we, we really need to sell 
our potentials. We need to sell what we have here to the outside world to buy. And, and when we are, if we are able to do that, they will have a reason to come in. And you know, and when they come in, of course, it becomes it, it becomes what experience are they going to have? You know, when they, when they come in. So primarily, it behoves on us as Nigerians that are within yet at the moment to be able to sell Nigeria to the outside world to buy. So that 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 for me it's 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 a major major start point in promoting in promoting uh, domestic tourism in Nigeria. Yeah. You know, um, we see what uh, some foreign nationals in Nigeria do that makes their culture interesting to Nigerians. Uh, I'll give you an example. You have the Indians. The Indians have their national day. They have their festivals. They have their kind of worship. They, they have their, of course, their, 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 their customs and traditions. You go to, for example, most uh, big cities you go to in the world, you have Chinese restaurants. You have this and that. And, uh, those things are encouraged. They somehow encourage tourism. You agree with me, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You see, the thing is, foreign nationals, they have, you see, for number one thing, your culture, your culture is your identity to a great extent. Okay, and if you're not, you need you need to be able to shoulder that, you need to be able to carry that high up on your shoulder for you to be able to convince people to want to be interested in what you have to do. And frankly speaking, tourism is not getting the desired attention it ought to get in Nigeria. Partly because, of course, Maybe the government is not doing enough, but then the people themselves, we have to be responsible. We have to be proud of what we have. You know, I mean, it, it saddens me when, when, when I see lots of Nigerians are so much interested in, you know, travel, jetting out and seeing what's, what's out there. You don't blame them for that. You can't hold them, uh, you know, uh, I mean, blame them for, for that action. But then the, the crux of the matter is the fact that Nigeria is blessed beyond measure. Nigeria has a lot of potentials. It's for us to harness them, grow them, and make them sellable, you know, to the outside world. I mean, look, I, I give you an instance. We talked about Indians. There was, there was, a, there was an experience we had. We took, we went on vacation to Budu Mountain Resort, and there were lots of Indians. They came, you know, to Budu. It was on, on, on a, in, a, in a December, yeah. They came there just because it's a place they want to experience. They want to see. So. That is just one out of the, the lots of destinations we have in Nigeria. And for people to know, I mean, I, I wouldn't know what's going on in your home if you don't tell me. So for people to know what we have here, we really need to sing it, we really need to hype it, and we really need to make it, I mean, project it out there. So that people will want to come and see. There's a lot of money to be earned in tourism out there, hanging there. And sadly, as it is, Maybe some other African countries are really tapping into that and Nigeria is just, you know, kind of laid back uh, to that. But by and large, it doesn't mean that, um, that some persons or a good percentage are not tapping into these potentials we have. I mean, the recently concluded um, Oshoshobo Festival had a good turnout. Ideally, the turnout you have there used to be much more than that, you know, but then because of the situation, you know, security, uh, COVID restrictions and all of that, people are beginning to kind of you know, you know, you know, shy away from gatherings and all of that. But then it doesn't, it doesn't take away the fact that things that needs to be celebrated, things that need to be projected, needs to be projected. So that's that's my that's my take on that. 
So uh, you 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 place the blame uh, on the Nigerians, and then you place the blame on the government also. What specific uh, specifically can the government do, and uh, individual Nigerians, or say um, entrepreneurs, what can they do to yeah. to, to, to build that sector, and uh, should there be synergy? Uh, what, 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 what can they do? Uh, yeah, I, 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 let me let me start let me start with the government. You, you see, the truth of the matter is that uh, tourism takes a whole lot. Okay, I, I give you an answer. I'll keep I'll, I'll make another reference to uh, uh, Obudu. You see, when when Donald Duke was the governor of Cross River State, whatever you hear, whatever you think, whatever uh, whatever um, I mean, joy push you have. To visit Obudu was because of the enormous work the previous government did to promote Obudu. No entrepreneur, no individual have, will have that budget, I mean, to do that. Okay, now what, what, what the government can do in this regard is to say, okay, look, we want we want to project the image of, of Nigeria. We want to project, we want to push tourism in Nigeria. The government can pick, okay, look, let's let's pick a destination in some of the six geopolitical zones, okay. Promote them. All you're doing is promoting them to the outside world. The outside world is seeing that the government of Nigeria is promoting their destination. That will that will spur their interest to want to research. It will spur their interest to want to know more. But then that is where the tour operators, the entrepreneurs here, come in. Okay. Now the entrepreneurs here are able to now package these various destinations, you know, in anticipation of the request. That will come for example the christmas is coming or uh the calabar carnival is coming or shoshobo just and uh, just got ended if the government promoted it i am very sure and very certain if not for the covid restrictions we have had a lot of persons who will be interested they want to come and see they want to come and experience the culture the way of life of the people the culinary experience and every other thing so it, it's it's a it's a huge thing that the government has to do play that role because no single individual no entrepreneur, as of today in Nigeria, can foot that bill. So primarily, if that is done, then secondary, you now want to look at, okay, these destinations that, that you're, you're talking about, these people coming about, what is their state? Are they, are, they, are they ready? Are they prepared to receive, you know, the visitors and all of that? The places are there. Minor few touch-ups, you know, few renovations and all of that. It's all about it's all about the experience. Look, some persons want to want to want to just travel and experience something different from what they have on a regular in their country. I mean, if if I if I'm if I live in a palace, if I if I and I want to come to Africa, for example, I may have heard so much about Africa. I want to visit wildlife. Nobody wants to go to wildlife. I want to I want to stay in in, in a five-star luxury hotel in the jungle. Nobody does that. I mean, but. The places are there, the challenges are there. I mean, if you if you go to Kenya, if you go to Rwanda and all of that, the places are there befitting the terrain, befitting the environment. So in, in, like in our case, we can have such places prepared. While the government is doing theirs, the tour operators, the travel agents are preparing packages, marketing these destinations. And the government in turn, I mean, it could be the state government or however it goes, Put this place in order people are able to visit and then it becomes the experience 
what is the experience they get when they visit. The catch will not be, if you go to a Kogosi warm spring, for example, the catch there will be, look, there's, there's a warm spring and there's a cold spring and there's a confluence, they don't mean. And there's a story behind the tree, the two trees that, that grew together, I mean, met together and they grow from that place. So it's an interesting uh, uh, thing to see. And that is a story that they will go back with, you know, to their country and sell. And more people will want to come in. So until we are able to, well, we are, until we are able to solve that puzzle, until government is able to see that, look, tourism is a gold mine that is just sitting there and it requires government effort, government funding in terms of promotion, marketing and development. But primarily, if you want, if you ask me to place it, I think Nigeria's image has to be promoted. Nigeria's image has to be marketed and government has the budget, government has the post to foot that bill because no single entrepreneur has that budget to pursue that uh, a goal. Oh, you said quite a lot there, Mr. Mark. Um, you, I, I like to ask uh, this question because sometime in 2016, I remember I I followed you to Obudu Castle Ranch. Yes, and um, we we had quite a, a number of uh, foreigners who were part of the the trip. So, um, looking 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 between that time and now. How would you how would you assess the industry in, with the with the with the level of uh, you know insecurity in the system and and as well as um, as COVID nineteen what 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 is the what is the tourism industry today like you can give us an your, your assessment yeah okay um I, for me I, I think um, if not for if not for COVID COVID nineteen that's certain in uh, sometime in 2020 I, I can i can attest the fact that uh, domestic tourism in nigeria was actually growing more people were getting involved you know more people want to see places more people want to do things in nigeria and around um, nigeria we have the figures we have the statistics people on a, on a daily especially when we put out group vacation packages we, we, we correspond with a whole lot of persons as a matter of fact you will almost think that monthly runs or monthly manages this destination because we, we cannot even though we know that challenges are there but you see you cannot you cannot sell white as black you cannot sell black as white you have to tell it as it is but then in, in whatever it is we still have to appreciate what we have and make the best of it talking about security you will agree with me that till date, sadly, the security situation is not improving. You know, you, you hear pockets of kidnaps here and there. But but let me tell you some let me tell you something. You see, look at look at the United States. There are killings every day, every time. Look at other countries. There are killings. Things happen and all of that. But you see, these things are not projected because they have a greater goal to sell, to market their country. Okay, so that, that is a challenge that is, that is ongoing that, of course, the government needs to focus on. The government needs to give the people assurances because safety and security is a priority of government. That notwithstanding, we would not say because there's insecurity, there's, you know, pockets of air and that we would not live our lives. It's about making the people comfortable, making the best of the situation. So between 2016 until date, I can, I can attest to the fact that tourism has grown 
tremendously because more players have come in, more operators have come in, more destinations have been discovered. And I tell you that the youth engagement in tourism recently is something to be proud, proud of. You know, more of them are coming in, you know, displaying. If you're, if you're, if you're an ardent follower on Instagram, you will see lots of youths coming up with, 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 I mean, with images, visiting places, talking about these places, pushing it out. They are not earning a dime to it, but they are not, they're just doing it because it's the passion. But you see, at some point, after the passion, you know, it, okay. there, there has to be a business angle to it. So okay, that so, is the passion that will fill the business. Okay, so, so let's talk about... Um infrastructure how would you assess um, the infra infrastructural uh, you know um, system in some of these uh, tourist locations are, are they are they well enough to you know to encourage uh, tourists both local and international tourists uh, I, I would i would not say a hundred percent yes i wouldn't say that but you see these destinations are not totally in a, in a terrible state as you would be made to believe as as it's been spread on on on, on some social media uh, you see the, it's all about impression and uh people people a lot of people just hear and they just run with it they, they take they don't take time to really find out and look at what really happens infrastructure uh, when you talk of infrastructure you want to look at okay the road situation how the people it's, it's very difficult actually going from point a to point b when it comes to these tourism destinations the access roads to these places are almost not existent okay and now where the, where they are the terrain isn't so good but then there has to be a bridge there has to be a bridge of how to get people from point a to point b hoping and believing that nigeria is a country is a is, is a country that is constantly trying to develop to do things pockets of challenges are never are never ending they are always there but then we make like i said earlier we have to make the best of the situation that we are in so to answer your question directly i will tell you on a scale of one to ten that eight these destinations are ready to give you know to welcome visitors both local and foreigners to enjoy the beauty to enjoy the, I, mean, I mean i mean the cultural givings of the various destinations as it can offer in nigeria and all of that yes mr mo please uh, stay with us we want to take a break just a short break when we come back there are a few more questions we would like to ask um, awesome please uh, listeners please uh, stay with us we'll be right back after this short break Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. Welcome back uh, to all of you. Um, we're still discussing tourism today on Money Radio. Uh, we still have our guest with us, Mr. Mark Moore. Mr. Moore, are you with us? Yes. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. So, Mr. Moore, Thank you. Um, you are into this business. You are an expert into this business, and uh, you, we trust you can at least list some tourist destinations for our international listeners uh, as well as uh, those within. Uh, what are some of those tourist des destinations? Destinies, destinations that are of attraction that will make people uh, get value for their money. 
All right. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. Well, of course, the the, the number one the number one usual suspect uh, Obudu Mountain Resort. Uh, like like I said, Obudu Mountain Resort is the number one. We call it we call it Nigeria's most sought after destination uh, because of um, the location, the terrain, you know, the uniqueness of the destination uh, as it as it were. So that that is that. Then you right even in Cross River there as well. You also have the Cross River National Park. You know, it's it's a rainforest uh, and um, it's it's a place that gives you that it, it, it makes you give makes you give you an opportunity to connect with nature. You know, so so Cross River National Park Park is is another one there. Then coming 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 to coming to the west, you have the Kogosi uh, Warm Spring. And the Kogosi Warm Spring gives you gives you an ambience of nature where you also get to see you know the warm and the cold spring coming together in the confluence. You know, and all of that, and of course the resorts there are ready to give you to to, to give you uh, uh, to play host. To, to every foreign uh, foreign visitor and, and, and locals alike. Then you also want to look at um, Berefu Island. Berefu Island, you know, you, you might not have heard about, about Berefu. You might maybe maybe you hear more of Badagri, Badagri. But you see, Berefu Island is where is where it holds a whole lot of history as it connects uh, slavery in Nigeria back in the day. So it gives you it gives you that opportunity to connect and see how what what it really was back 400 years ago. Man's inhumanity, inhumanity to man. I mean, recently we had we had uh, we had a, a, a tourist from from the from the US who visited uh, uh, Berefu Island, and, and it was it was an opportunity for her to to connect, you know, with with, with her roots and felt felt it. And so many other ones they come around like that. They visit them uh, these places. Another one I want to look at again. You have uh, like uh, the the pine forest in Enugu exists. And all of that, the cave and uh, and waterfalls like that. You have the Gurara waterfalls in Niger State. You have the Farinua waterfalls in Nasarawa State, and and a whole lot of a whole lot of other uh, Lumarok in uh, in Abuja. And of course, the one that gives you digital experience, your local passenger uh, presidential library gives you a whole experience, a whole vibe, and gives you some level of modernity into. Uh, Travel and tourism in Nigeria. Yes, a whole lot of them that are ready, you know, to receive uh, visitors alike. Yeah. All right, uh, um, Mr. Mo, uh, did you follow the video just before you came back on? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. I did. Yeah, what's your comment about that? But that that gives you that is a tip. That is a tip of how much fun you can have when you when you when you come out of your comfort zone and you take an adventure. Well, that that gives you a tip, a tip of the fun, the level of fun you will have when you explore places in Nigeria. I mean, normally, normally the people you see in that water, you see plane, ideally outside outside adventure, outside tourism, they will tell you, no, oh, no, 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 the water in the pool has to be clean, you know. But you see, I tell I tell tourists anytime we go on nature tour, like look, whatever you do, nature wins. You, you can't beat nature. Whatever it is, Gurara waterfall is there like that. People dive in and they have fun, you know. So it's a place you come. You see, and the moment you are there, experiencing that, you forget about every other thing. It get, makes you light. It makes it makes you come alive, and you enjoy every bit of it. So the, that that's 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 the kind of experience that people have when they visit Nigeria, when they visit certain. And, and I tell you, I tell people not to make this mistake. That look at it. That uh, different destination offer you 
different experience. I, I want to believe this. This is the Crush Cafe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Uh, uh, Mr. Moore. Mr. Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at this place, uh, this place is in a, a nearby neighborhood, just a neighborhood here in uh, Abuja. You know the place, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, right here in Papi. Um, what do you think government can do to improve this place and make it a standard, at least uh, a standard, let me not say world class, but at least a standard tourist destination? That can as well uh, attract revenue. Yes, number one, number one, number one thing is government needs to make a clear-cut access road to that place. Number one, I, I recall that the FCD, FC, FCT, excuse me, FCT administration visited uh, some some time ago, and they promised to 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 develop the place in some way. But of course, till date, nobody nobody knows, nobody hears anything. But if if that if that if the access road is done there, it eliminates some pockets of uh, touting and all of that stories you hear of late about visiting um, that place plus the fact that this is a place that is good i mean the water the, the, the water can be properly surveyed and be sure that there's nothing you know harmful underneath it a lot of water activities can take place here picnics you know kayak you know boating and all of that can happen here and you could put i mean you could put a lot of things you can put there some toilets or whatever people want to sit People just have a quiet time overlooking nature, so it, it's something that 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 the government can really tap into and generate revenue. But then the thing is, tourism does not give you money overnight. You have to be able to grow it. And like I said, government has the budget, government has the force to be able to develop this thing. Except, you know, this place um, is being is being let into a private investor who would come in and say, "Okay, look, run this place for a couple of years." what it is on a ppp basis and these things will work and if government feel i mean like it's um cumbersome as it were and all of that the fastest route to developing this tourism assets in nigeria is through ppp because there are people who have these funds who are willing who are seeing the gold mine in the market here and they want to tap into it and are ready to do what is needed to be done to get it running yeah um it's been good having you on the show this uh, evening, uh, Mr. Moore. Um, we'd like to have you back, but just before you go, we are about to round up. We asked you a question initially. What can people yeah. in the diaspora do at least to assist yes, in the growing yeah. national prison? Yeah, a primary thing. I, I was actually also going, going, to, going to mention that to cap everything that has been said. You see, the thing is, what, what people in diaspora can do is the fact that you see there has to be a time no matter where you are no matter what you do let us try and see how we can at least on major celebration major festivals and all of that let them come home there was something that was that that did that happened in ghana the year of the return where, where, where you have people you know trooping in and all of that and ghana made a whole lot of money in that so these are the things they can do uh celebration time are coming holidays are coming Schedule just, to visit just Nigeria. Like what, uh, just like what uh, the Indians have over here, they have their festivals. Exactly. Well Koreans, they have their festival here. In exactly. Exactly. So, 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 Nigerians out there can also, you know, have such kind of celebrations around around there, and it's an opportunity to showcase to the foreigners in in, in the country where they are based 
what we have in Nigeria. So they can also from their own end project the potentials we have here, project the assets we have here, create that awareness for the people, make the people hunger to want to visit Nigeria, to want to visit their country with them. And before you know it, it's a boom. And we are here. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Markmo. Um, uh, you have been a good guest this uh, evening. Uh, thank you, Mr. Thank you, thank you very much for having me. And, and apologies for my for my lighting. Sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you, thank you so to all of you, our viewers uh, out there. Uh, thank you to our producers. We say, join us again tomorrow for another edition of Money Radio. Uh, we'll be back and surely continue to improve in what we give you. Thanks for being there. Bye-bye. Thank you. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.